Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Live from the Geico Outkick Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And we're brought to you by TrueCar. When it comes to selling or trading in your car, you need to make good choices. And with TrueCar, You've got a star on your roster, so when you're ready to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car, True Cash Offer, not available in all areas. I got to give props to John Calipari. Kentucky's basketball coach may not be able to win championships, and he might have the most talented roster just about every year and certainly over the last decade and have dramatically underachieved. But I'll be damned if he didn't dunk all over UCLA in their ham-handed attempt to sign him. One of the challenges in general of going out and hiring a coach is figuring out in the world of college whether you are getting played or whether the coach is actually interested in leaving. And if you were UCLA... You should have known you were getting played the minute you started talking to John Calipari. You think he's going to leave a much better job in Kentucky for a much more inferior job at UCLA for less money, for a higher cost of living, for worse facilities. As Petros Papadakis tells us, they don't even fly on their own plane and come all the way across the country and take over UCLA, you are an imbecile. And maybe it was the fact that you were able to hire Chip Kelly that convinced UCLA they were a big-time draw right now. But man, John Calipari played them like a fiddle. And he got Kentucky to commit to a lifetime contract for him when I don't even think Kentucky should have been afraid that John Calipari was going to leave. One of the challenges of being an athletic director is being willing to call your coach's bluff. And if you were Kentucky, you didn't need to commit to John Calipari for 10 more years. That means you'll have had him for 20 years after a decade. You should have said, look, we pay you more than anybody else does in the country. If you're not happy here, We understand if you want to leave, but you don't deserve more money than Nick Saban. Nick Saban is better at his job. His program in football is infinitely larger than yours in basketball. 
And if you need to walk, you can walk, but we've paid you as much money as we think is justified to pay a college basketball coach. But Kentucky didn't do that either. Calipari knew that Kentucky's insecure. He played him like a fiddle as well. And as a result, he negotiated his way to a massive contract increase and a guarantee over 10 years that basically makes it impossible for him to ever be replaced. Kentucky can't afford to do it for a decade. It's pretty wild. It's pretty wild to think about in general. Now, there's a lot of talk over the years about how good Nick Saban is. And I just want to give you an example of the importance of football versus basketball. Kentucky cares a lot about basketball, right? Did you know that Kentucky, the University of Kentucky, produces more money in revenue and profit from its football program than it does from its basketball program? That's a wow moment for a lot of people out there. They sit back and, I mean, it just is indicative of how much bigger and better of a business SEC football is than SEC basketball. And in general, how much better of a business college football is than college basketball. Nick Saban makes roughly about what John Calipari does a year at Alabama, despite the fact that Alabama produces every year almost $50 million in profit. Almost $50 million in profit. The entire revenue of the University of Kentucky basketball is around $29 million. So Nick Saban's profit at Alabama for football is almost twice what John Calipari's is. Now, those two guys make the exact same money. All right? Nick Saban's program produces $111 million a year in revenue, nearly $50 million in profit. John Calipari's Kentucky program produces nearly $30 million in revenue, a little rounding error of a profit. If Nick Saban made the same kind of salary as a percentage of revenue as John Calipari, he would be making nearly $35 million a year. So you look at this new John Calipari contract. Nick Saban has won five titles in his last 10 years. John Calipari has won one title in his last 10 years. And when I look at this John Calipari contract, I say one of two things. Either John Calipari is insanely overpaid or Nick Saban is insanely underpaid. Because there ain't no reason the two of them should be making anywhere near the same contracts, right? So when you break this down, I am just utterly fascinated by the degree to which John Calipari has held the state of Kentucky and their taxpayers and their primary state university hostage here because he's been able to get top dollar despite not producing anywhere near top dollar results. And I actually think Kentucky should have called this bluff here. I think they should have said, you know what? You want to leave and go to UCLA? That's fine. We'll go hire somebody younger and go into the future instead of preparing to have, at the end of this contract, a 70-year-old coach. Meanwhile, UCLA. A lot of confidence in UCLA about the quality of coach they were going to be able to hire. Do you know who their top options are now? Mick Cronin from Cincinnati who's made it out of the first round of the tournament one time in the last 12 years. And you look at Mick Cronin and you say, okay, I mean, I guess I can kind of see. I mean, after all that talk about who UCLA was going to hire, you're down to Mick Cronin? I mean, you can't get anybody. And then you got Jamie Dixon at TCU. Now, I really like Jamie Dixon at TCU. I think he's done a phenomenal job. I think Pittsburgh was idiotic to let him leave. And certainly there's been a negative association with that ever since. But you break down those two guys and say the UCLA basketball program, John Wooden's UCLA basketball program, what UCLA people think of as a crown jewel 
of the basketball universe is able to maybe hire away Mick Cronin or Jamie Dixon, that's a big drop-off. I mean, let's be honest. That just is from what the expectations were for UCLA. Now, they hired Chip Kelly, and that was such a home run relative to expectations. We'll see exactly how he does in year two. There are certainly some very positive signs down the stretch at the end of year one. But man, Mick Cronin and Jamie Dixon are the reported two names that they're negotiating with after John Calipari played them. That ain't a very solid position to find yourself in. I want to bring in the L.A. crew here. Does UCLA wildly overvalue its basketball job, Danny G? Yeah, because of the history of the program, I think that's always going to be the case. But the facilities aren't that good. The uh, overall standing of the Pac-12 is a mess. Um, And I think that certainly factors in here as well. Other than Gonzaga right now, and let's leave aside the state of uh, Texas and say that they don't count anything as a Western school, even though uh, Lubbock is in uh, West Texas. What's the best program other than Gonzaga right now in the entire Western United States? Oregon? Yeah, Oregon. Maybe? Yep. Washington's okay, I guess. I mean, it's amazing how bad college basketball is really almost west of, you know, Texas. I mean, it's an unmitigated disaster if you look at all the different programs. You don't know what's going on with Arizona and all the Sean Miller mess. Usually you could rely on them. UCLA's a dumpster fire. Oregon, okay, you're a 12 seed. Expectations were higher. Washington, eh. Other than Gonzaga, there's nothing out there that makes people very excited. So you would think maybe UCLA would be able to make a play here. Instead, they got absolutely played by John Calipari. I mean, just dunked on. And so did the University of Kentucky. And at some level, I wonder... How how in the world Kentucky can justify paying John Calipari as much money as they do when their football program is bigger than their basketball program? And you know, there's all that old story about the reason why Bear Bryant left um, Kentucky that he won the SEC and he got like a, what was the story? I need to look up that story again. That uh, that the difference between he and Adolph Rupp that Bear Bryant, people don't forget this, Bear Bryant was at Kentucky and theoretically could have been a big-time winning coach at uh, at Kentucky for football. Um, and uh, and he decided to leave Kentucky. And maybe partly this is, uh, this is apocryphal uh, in terms of the story. But the story is uh, when Bear Bryant uh, won – um, and obviously he left to go to Texas A&M, uh, but Bear Bryant left Kentucky in 1954 uh, and uh, and for less money at Texas A&M. And uh, he left right after he had won uh, a lot, a high level. And, uh, and I need to go back and, and, and look at that, that Bryant left to a perception of basketball school, uh, but they thought that Kentucky was too much of a basketball state. Took less money to go to Texas A and M. Yeah, it uh, says here he was sixty twenty three and six. Yeah, no, he was on a roll. But there's a story, and I need to find that story. Somebody can tweet me and probably remember it. But it's something about how he won the SEC and they gave him like a watch, and then uh, Adolph Rupp won the SEC and they gave him a Cadillac or something like that. So the basketball was just so much more of an interest level than football. But what's fascinating about that is that. Um, is that in general, uh, he was able to win at a high level and even years and years later, even with now Kentucky football being bigger than Kentucky basketball, they're still wildly overpaying a basketball coach relative to results. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, Tool to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and who doesn't want better sex? But if you have ED, you may be struggling and dragging your feet on solving the problem. Don't put off having a better sex life any longer. Check out Hymns Sex Chews and bring a new level of excitement and confidence to your sex life. The process is simple and 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor's visits. No insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hymns has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is getting you down it's time to change that start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash two pros that's h-i-m-s.com slash two pros for your personalized ed treatment options hymns.com slash two pros prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply see website for details and important safety information subscription required price varies based on product and subscription plan sex choose are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their goodyear test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be 2019 NCAA college basketball coaches pay. All right, this is from USA Today that I'm reading from. This was before his lifetime contract. No telling what he's going to make going forward now. John Calipari last year made $9.3 million, according to USA Today. $9.3 million a year. Coach K, total pay, $7 million at Duke. Now, It's a little bit different for a private versus a public school. Private schools can get away with paying more to their guys without having to worry because they're not state employees, 
right? I mean, that's a difference between a public and a private school. John Calipari is the highest public employee in the state of Kentucky. Not a close second. The governor in Kentucky probably makes $200,000 a year. John Calipari makes $9.3 million a year. Coach K makes $7 million at Duke. And then there's nobody else in the same stratosphere as them. And by the way, Coach K has been at Duke for 30 years or whatever the heck it is. 35 years. He's been there a long-ass time. Uh, Tom Izzo, pretty damn good coach. Going to a Final Four. Same number of national championships as John Calipari at Michigan State. He makes a shade over $4 million a year. Uh, Tony Bennett, UVA, going to a Final Four. Makes a little bit over $4 million a year. Bill Self, 14 straight titles at Kansas. Pretty big basketball program, Kansas. Uh, makes a little bit over $4 million a year. Chris Mack at Louisville. They had to pay him a lot of money to get him to leave Xavier. Makes just a hair over $4 million a year. That's it. So, John, you talk about a, a, an out-of-whack compensation schedule. This is before John Calipari's lifetime contract. He's making $9.3 million a year. He might be making $10 million a year in his new deal. Coach K, $7 million a year. Nobody else barely makes $4 million a year. So Izzo, Tony Bennett, Bill Self, Chris Mack, Roy Williams. Roy Williams makes less than $4 million a year. Three national titles at North Carolina. Kind of a big job that he's got at UNC. Jay Wright, two national titles in the last three years coming into this season, $3.8 million. John Beeline, really successful, big-time program at Michigan, $3.6 million a year. So that kind of puts into perspective how much that John Calipari is making. It's just not possible to be justified based on the economics of the situation. Credit to John Calipari. I have no idea who's negotiating against him because he basically just walked in and held up the athletic department at Kentucky and said, give me all your money, and they gave him all their money. It's crazy. Like, when you guys hear that, I'm just kind of curious. You guys are all objective. When you hear that John Calipari is going to be making nearly $10 million a year on a lifetime contract, and Roy Williams is making under $4 million at UNC, does that not make you go like, how is that even possible? Danny G, when you hear, I mean, Roy Williams has won three national titles at UNC. Tom Izzo basically, other than Magic Johnson and that era, has made Michigan State basketball relevant, and he makes just over $4 million a year. Bill Self, Kansas, pretty big program, just over $4 million a year. John Calipari, $10 million a year. I mean, that's insane, right? Yeah, when you put it that way, especially when you compare it to Roy Williams, who I think a lot of us would probably prefer to be our head coach of our basketball team. The other thing is when you brought up the point of them breaking even because of what they're paying, what other company in our country would do that and then give you the lifetime ambassador role? What does that even mean? What what do you do as the ambassador? You just shake hands and show up at events? Yes. It's like the thing that Vince Young got fired from at Texas. As long as you don't get multiple DUIs and as long as you show up at work, I mean, he's probably on the on the hook for millions of dollars more. I think Cal is 60, and I think the 10-year extension takes him to 70. And then uh, then he's you know also on the hook for university is on the hook for millions of dollars more after that. So you're in a motorized scooter at the events. Yeah, I mean, I just I can't believe it. And by the way, why do you think John Calipari is going to continue to win at this level for the next decade? I mean, I understand the argument of, oh, you know, he's going to continue to recruit the same way because Nike's going to keep sending players to go play for him. Uh, just like Adidas was doing for Rick Patino and like happens evidently in the sneaker wars. But there aren't a lot of guys you point to and say, hey, they're going to be studs at 67 years old coaching. Maybe John Calipari is one of them. But you basically have put yourself in handcuffs if you're Kentucky. And let's say John Calipari suddenly isn't very good. 
you know, for a couple of years in a row. You can't do anything because you've committed 10 years to him. I mean, I just think this 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 story in general is stunning to me. And I don't think most people have the business background to even look at this and be like, this contract is legitimately unconscionable. Like, there's no way that you look at the revenue that Kentucky basketball produces and John Calipari's compensation relative to every other college basketball coach. There's no way to justify it. And I look, I'm a markets guy. So if this was a for-profit business and they thought that John Calipari was doubly as good, basically, as any other CEO in the country and they wanted to wildly overpay him and then the profits were rolling in, I would be like, hey, that's the market. They can afford to pay their CEO whatever he's worth. If Tim Cook at Apple could suddenly leave and go take over at Google and Apple was concerned, oh my God, we're going to lose so much if we don't have Tim Cook. I'm fine with them competing to keep him as CEO because their books are public and they have to open them up and they have to be able to justify his performance and what their salary is for him. But for John Calipari to be making $10 million a year and have a lifetime contract and for Roy Williams to be making $3.9 million, I think a lot of people out there are saying, how does that happen? I think that John Calipari bankrupted the University of Kentucky. I think it's crazy. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. We bring in Petros Papadakis and we begin with this important question. How delusional was US, UCLA to think John Calipari was going to leave Kentucky for their job? Delusional? Yeah. Well, I mean, they've been taking some pretty big swings. I think it's not a bad sign if you're a UCLA fan that you went out and tried to get the guy and really didn't interview anybody else first and reportedly offered him first. It's reminiscent of what they did with Chip Kelly. You know, usually at a UC uh, out here in California, there's a lot of protocol. There's obviously a lot of people they want you to interview before you go through with the actual hiring. And all of that, which is a lot of red tape, uh, went out the window when they hired Chip Kelly. So for me, if you're a UCLA basketball fan, it's pretty heartening that they went out and tried to hire somebody of that ilk, which also means they're probably going to get a private jet, which means that they'll be in a different category as far as who they can and can't hire for a head coach going forward. You've been big on that, that they have to fly commercial. Um, but They can't fly commercial anymore. It's a, it's a long – it's not just me. I mean, that's what, that's what everybody will tell you that separates the UCLA job from the Kentucky job you know, or from you know, these other blue-blooded jobs. UCLA has the richest history in college basketball with the John Wooden era, but they don't really operate like it like a blue blood now and they need to if they're going to get guys like Calipari on the telephone you know you wouldn't even take their call Clay that's the thing you know guys like Calipari and people like that don't even pick up the phone unless you have a private jet so for UCLA despite your deep negativity uh it's a step in the right direction so Mick Cronin or Jamie Dixon that's the reports from the LA Times as the two guys that they're looking at disappointment well, I like Mick Cronin. You know, I think Mick Cronin's a great coach. I think he's a younger, little bit more exciting version of Ben Howland when he was hired at UCLA, which is a guy that coaches tougher kids and demands them to be tough. And that's what UCLA needs. I mean, they had a really talented basketball team, but those guys played soft and they didn't play for each other. So Mick Cronin does that. Jamie Dixon has a lot of history out here and has flirted with the job before. And I'm not sure if he really wants to come back to Los Angeles, but uh, it seems like he's entertaining the talk. Now, obviously, those aren't names that are better than Calipari, but they certainly are names that are better than, than Steve Alford. All right, let's go into, I think this is probably the last time we'll have to bring up the Lakers for a while. Well, you are right with one thing before we talk about LeBron and Operation Shutdown. You are right that UCLA got their ass leveraged hard. Yes. And that's what's happened to USC over the years as well. You know, people have used that job 
to get a better deal at their job. And and that's nothing new. I mean, that's that's standard. But I think it's a good sign that UCLA at least offered that guy a contract. It reminds me of when uh, Tennessee was trying to interview to replace, uh, God, I, I guess it was, uh, it might have been Butch Jones or before, like, replacing Derek Dooley. I think they went to go interview Mike Gundy, and, like, he picked him up in the car at the airport. <laughs> I was like, yeah. dude, if somebody picks you up in the car at the airport, the head coach, and drives you to their house, like, in a small college town where everybody knows the head coach, you're getting used for leverage, right? Like, this is like uh, you, you're taking your girlfriend out to dinner at the place where your ex-girlfriend works, right? Like, you are clearly trying to make a statement. Um, yeah, but are you doing it in good faith? I mean, do you think Mike Gundy ever wanted to coach at Tennessee? No. He probably did. No. I, I don't – I mean, if you – I think usually – if you are interested in leaving a place, you want to secretly conduct the interview and the negotiation because you don't want your current boss to know about your public flirtations. Yeah, you, I remember Pete Carroll used to slip away to Costa Rica to talk to Wayne Huizenga about oh, yeah. the Dolphins' job. That's you know? perfect. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're people right. don't know you. You can just be a regular gringo down in Costa Rica. People aren't like, oh, my God, it's Wayne Huizinga and, uh, and and Pete Carroll. If, if if Pete Carroll had picked him up at LAX, you know, like, uh, and, and he's like, oh, hey, Wayne, you know, like, and then they've gone out to dinner at, uh, I don't know, somewhere in Manhattan Beach where every single person would know uh, Wayne Huizinga and Pete Carroll. Like, then I'd be like, this is not a really serious negotiation. Um but uh, but I was going to go to LeBron. LeBron getting shelved. You've been covering L.A. sports for a long time. Can you think of a more uh, rocket ship-like takeoff that has ended in this like scenario where there was all this excitement? They're like, we're going to Mars. This is going to be the greatest trip ever. Oh, my God, I can't believe the Lakers have LeBron. And then it's like uh, they had to postpone the launch. They didn't even get into the air, uh, and nothing ended up actually happening. Can you think of a more disappointing L.A. sports story that has started off with more fanfare and finished with less? No. Dwight Howard coming here, maybe. Yeah. And that's maybe Steve, maybe Steve Nash, and uh, and that that team that they put together that they thought was going to be a, a great Laker team, like at the well, end of the Kobe. playoffs, at least. Yeah, you know, yeah. Kobe Kobe blew his Achilles, I think. But yeah, that was the cover of Sports Illustrated, and people were pretty excited about that. This is much worse. Uh, it's kind of interesting to watch it because I'm one of those people, and you probably have much better insight into this because you're much better at it. But I'm one of those people that likes to think that Twitter isn't real life. Yes. You know? But when you look at the comments under, like, any LeBron story, even if they're positive, like, hey, LeBron got a triple-double, or hey, LeBron's got a show, or hey, LeBron, you know, is hanging out with this guy, the the first 30 comments are, you suck, trade LeBron. (laughs) And then when you see Magic Johnson in a in a Michigan State crew neck uh, hanging out in D.C. supporting the Spartans, and they put that on Twitter, the first 40 comments are, you suck, you build a terrible team, trade LeBron. I mean, there is a tremendous amount of bitterness and negativity. And I really do think that the Lakers have a problem with – trying to make LeBron likable to L.A. fans in light of what this season has been. Now, of course, you sign somebody in the offseason. I mean, the playoffs haven't even started. We're already talking about the offseason. But if you sign somebody in the offseason and go forward like that, obviously you can change a lot of the narrative, just like last summer the narrative about the Lakers changed just by signing LeBron and and it was a rocket ship takeoff like you described that's a perfect way to describe it but there has been a mid-air explosion to everybody's horror and I mean do you have faith that LeBron is gonna like regain all of his youth over the summer while he's shooting Space Jam do you have faith that Magic Johnson is a capable enough NBA executive to build the right team around him uh, I don't really see any certain future for the Lakers, and they've lost more games than anybody in the NBA in the last six years. So I guess 
I, I can completely agree with the, everything that you said, and I think this is one of those rare occasions where the negativity and bitterness on Twitter is barely even representative of how negative and bitter people are. I mean, people are pissed in Los Angeles, and and luckily the Dodgers have started to distract them a little bit. Now they can yell at some reliever. Yeah, I mean, it is a great deal. And I, th- I want to give you credit on this because from the get-go, you said – LeBron is treating the Lakers like they are the Cavs or the Heat. And those are two teams that basically, I I know they won a title with Shaq and Dwayne Wade, but effectively those franchises didn't really exist pre-LeBron, right? Like in terms of really mattering on a major national level. Well, not when they're creating news every day. Correct. And the Lakers are almost their own to continue our rocket ship. They're their own planet, right? The planet Laker creates constant news and drama associated with it. And so LeBron came in thinking that his, and we're still in in the galaxy here, his star was going to somehow shine brighter than the Laker planet. And I think that hasn't been true. And in fact, there's a tension there. And a lot of what you're seeing, and again, what, what extent of social media is is real, but there is a tremendous amount of negativity surrounding LeBron and his association with the Lakers now. Well, before they shut him down, I mean, you would just see like, wow, look, the Lakers won this one game out of 20, and LeBron got a triple-double, look at him, and it was just like... Wow, this is really bad. You know, <laughs> you know, he's on the cover of like the the Hollywood Reporter or something this week uh, with like the Hollywood uh, kind of vibe and sunglasses on, and it just kind of I don't know. It falls kind of flat. More more than that, it falls really flat, and it just goes to show you, you know, this city can absorb and eat a lot of people. And at least in year one, uh, this city has eaten LeBron. Uh, some of the greatest comic books ever written, Clay, yes, I'm talking about comic books, are the graphic novels written by Frank Miller, Batman year one, Superman year one, you know, going back and, and looking in on these great superheroes in the infancy of their reign in these different cities. No one is going to write the LeBron year one comic book because it sucks. And it ends with him sitting on a couch, shooting Space Jam, drinking Cabernet. (laughs) What do you have yoga this morning? No, my daughter threw up everywhere in the middle of the night and I didn't get any sleep. So I'm going back to bed. All right. Well, I appreciate you getting up with us. I got my wife's got strep throat. The whole house is in an uproar here, too. So uh, we're, we're both really killing it this week. I believe my daughter was overfed by oh. my sister. Oh, well, that's better. At least she's not actually sick. Well, yeah, it's better. But then when you think about just how disgusting it is that they overfed like this little tiny three-year-old and she was like a loaded gun when she came home and threw up all over. That's like the Romans, you know, back in the day. They used to eat to throw up and then keep eating. Yeah, you can rally. Tr- yeah. True hedonism. Yeah. All right, my man. Uh, enjoy you know, the Valley they also of the... Used to, uh, yeah. City of England. You want another... Uh, detail about the Romans? Yeah. They used to touch themselves while watching the Christians eaten by lions. Public uh, public masturbation in the Colosseum. Really? While they were getting yeah. eaten by lions? Well, watching people, watching the violence made yeah. them sexually aroused in the stands. So you just imagine if you were sitting at a Tennessee Titans game and like half the people in your row were just getting after it. <laughs> It actually would be a lot more entertaining than most Titans games, i got to tell you. Uh, that's an amazing. I didn't know that. I didn't know that uh, the detail. Probably most of you didn't either. What a way to start your morning. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, 
tool to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my game. <laughs> Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their general tires test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be not a big uh, April Fool's Day guy, although I got picked on by Danny G yesterday, who set me up with a Dodger dog read. But there were two good, did you guys see these? Two good April Fool's Day things that I saw in the universe of sports. One, and I'm not sure this was directly April Fool's, this may have just been a prank that was somewhere around April Fool's Day. Sean McVay and Cliff Kingsbury, the head coach of the Rams and now the Cardinals, went out to dinner with Patrick Mahomes. And McVay had set it up so that one of his buddies was saved in his cell phone as Roger Goodell. And so he had that buddy text him and say from Roger Goodell, I can't believe you two guys are out to dinner with Patrick Mahomes. That's tampering. You're going to have to forfeit draft picks. And he said Cliff Kingsbury's face just went, he went white. (laughs) And he said like, hey, you've got to call your GM and let him know about what's going on here because Roger Goodell has found out about this dinner. Now, you're wondering why they, like obviously Kingsbury coached Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech. They have a good relationship. McVay and Kingsbury have a good relationship. That's a pretty good prank, right? I mean, as these things go. 
So uh, not a bad prank that McVeigh played on Kingsbury there. And then I saw this one last night, and I think this is absolute gold. Like, I, I saw this, and, uh, and and I was like, oh, my God, this should be something that should be done more often. So if somebody out there is listening and has the ability to do this, this would be pretty great. Uh, this is from Mike Wise, who I think writes at – I think he writes at ESPN now. Uh, but he said uh, this actually happened on April Fool's Day. They set him up. He said back in the day he was, uh, he was at a Cavs game. And I'm trying to pull up on uh, on my uh, on my Twitter machine here to be able to read exactly what he said. True story. Cavs cheerleader came up to me during the 1996 Knicks game between the Knicks and the Cavs. Said, "Are you Mike Wise from the New York Times? Oh my God, I read everything you write." All right, Cavs cheerleader comes up. Uh, I went to talk to her after the game, and she blew me off. I walked into the locker room. Patrick Ewing looked up and smiled. April Fools. So he got set up by the Knicks. Um, that is such an incredible, uh, such an incredible setup. He said, uh, that's the greatest April Fools joke ever played on me, perpetrated by a, uh, a couple of people who were Knicks employees who got the cheerleader and uh, Patrick Ewing to go along with the prank. And I actually thought, wow, attractive cheerleader reads me. Yay. Um, so, uh, he said it was humiliating, uh, but I frequently introduced myself to women I was interested in by saying, Hey, I'm Mike wise from the New York, uh, Mike times from the New York wise. Uh, and, uh, anyway, so that is phenomenally well played. So if you have the opportunity to ever set up your buddy with a cheerleader like that and, uh, and have her, I mean, that is, that is pretty outstanding. Um, and, uh, and for Patrick Ewing and the Knicks players to be involved in it as well is pretty, pretty phenomenal. Did you wind up pulling any pranks on your kids yesterday? Uh, you know, I did. I went downstairs uh, during one of the my my eight year old is obsessed with, with April Fool's Day and playing pranks. So uh, I had uh, I told him that he should go tell his brother that we were moving to California, and then my <laughs> wife stopped it because she's like, I don't want chaos in this house to start the morning. So she uh, she wiped out the April Fool's Day prank before oh, it even began. Boo. Well, I think if you got you should have put empty cardboard boxes in their bedrooms. If, if you got three young kids that you're responsible for, and honestly, my house is a zoo right now because my wife's got strep throat, and I'm in charge of all three boys oh, right man. now. So the the entire house is just pure bedlam. Oh, I mean, okay. In can, that case, especially if you're in charge, you can well imagine I'm in charge. And charges in quotation marks. Uh, very very loose form of charge there. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Big story for the West Coast that's just waking up. UCLA swings and misses in its pursuit of John Calipari. Kentucky has insanely, insanely overpaid John Calipari. John Calipari, better negotiator than he is basketball coach. Uh, He will now make nearly $10 million a year to coach basketball at Kentucky. I think, do you guys know, what does Popovich make? That might be the highest paid coach in all of basketball in the world. Um, I, 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 maybe Greg Popovich makes $10 million a year with the uh, San Antonio Spurs. I know sometimes coaching salaries in the pros are not public. Difference, of course, is that an NBA team is a for-profit entity, so they can pay whatever they think the market demands. I know back in the day, Phil Jackson might have made $10 million a year as the Lakers head yep. coach. I think Popovich is the highest he paid makes, coach in college in, in 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 the NBA. Yes, you're right. He makes eleven million dollars. Doc Rivers is next at ten million. Okay, so John Calipari is the third highest, or depending on exactly what this dollar figure is going to be, potentially the second highest paid coach in all of basketball, NBA or pro. I mean, NBA or college, which is pretty wild to think about. And he makes infinitely more than Roy Williams, infinitely more than uh, than uh, somebody like Bill Self, more even than Mike Krzyzewski, I think is a strong argument that John Calipari is the most overpaid coach in the history of college sports. I don't even know that there's a close second you could make that argument with. One championship in his career, one championship in the last 10 years, he has now signed a lifetime contract in theory with the uh, with the Kentucky uh, Wildcats, which will keep him there until he's 70. 
and then also have him having a job after 70 years old where he would be a permanent fixture of an employee with the University of Kentucky. If John Calipari is worth $10 million a year, then Nick Saban is worth $50 million a year. I mean, just based on the simple economics of their uh, relative coaching, which is wild to even think about. So Kentucky has drastically overpaid John Calipari. And a stat that I love, by the way, Kentucky's football program makes infinitely more money than their basketball program does. Football is such a better business than basketball that if John Calipari's worth $10 million in basketball, theoretically, if Kentucky is paying at that rate, then Mark Stoops would need to make like $20 million a year to be their football coach. Because what he produces for the university is more substantial from a profit and from a revenue perspective than what basketball produces. Just a wild story in in and of itself. And UCLA, thinking that they were going to get John Calipari to leave Kentucky for less money to come coach at UCLA, is is, is just crazy. I mean, that's just next-level absurdity. We'll talk with Petros Papadakis about this. The word is the UCLA's basketball program now pursuing a couple of different guys. We'll see. Jamie Dixon, who did obviously phenomenally well, with Pittsburgh and has done a pretty decent job at TCU so far, and also Mick Cronin, the uh, head coach of the Cincinnati Bearcats. Cronin, I believe, has been at Cincinnati for 12 years since they forced Bob Huggins out back in the day. He's advanced beyond the first round of the NCAA tournament, first weekend of the NCAA tournament, I should say, one time. So that's what UCLA is chasing now is uh, the possibility of Mick Cronin or Jamie Dixon. Maybe there is another name out there that isn't being discussed as much, but effectively John Calipari played UCLA to get a raise even though he had no intention of leaving, and Kentucky paid him another raise even though John Calipari couldn't have gone anywhere to make the money he was already making at Kentucky. So I don't know how, but somehow he managed to negotiate uh, and get more money even when there was nobody out there offering him more money. Props to John Calipari on that move. Other big news in the world of sports, I would say, is that we officially saw Odell Beckham Jr. in his Browns gear. Not his Browns uniform necessarily, but his Browns gear there for the press conference with Freddie Kitchens, with, uh, with Baker Mayfield, with Jarvis Landry, and... I think it's fair to say, and this sounds insane and it sounds crazy and I can't believe it, but this speaks to why the NFL is such an incredible business. Two years ago, the Cleveland Browns were 0-16. A little over a year ago, even. 0-16, 1-31 in their last 32 games. They go draft Baker Mayfield. Last year, they show a ton of sign of life. And now... If you had to only talk about one team, let's take the Patriots off the the map, right? Let's take the Patriots off because Brady and Belichick and everything that surrounds them is such good drama. Is there a better team to follow than the Cleveland Browns? Like, for instance, if we had a draft right now on this show and we said, hey, you can only talk about one NFL team during the 2019 football season. And every national radio show had to draft. And I got first pick. I think the first pick you have to take the Patriots because of Brady and Belichick and and the fact that everybody cares about the Patriots. I think they're the number one story still in the world of the NFL. As long as Tom Brady is there, as long as Bill Belichick is there, even with Gronk retiring. But I think the number two overall pick, and you could maybe argue that they would be worthy of skipping over the Patriots in terms of stories, the Browns. I think the Browns would be the number two draft pick. Again, follow me along this line of thinking. If we were doing a draft and you could only talk about one NFL team for the entirety of 2019, I think the Patriots are the number one pick. I think number two is the Browns. And I think probably number three would be the Steelers. Do you guys agree with my... Like, let's pretend... 
let me bring in the crew. Let's pretend that you had to draft on behalf of this show and we were having our war room and we could only draft one team and we were like making our draft board. Would you agree with my top three on that board, Danny G? Like what stories, take away your own individual rooting interest. Are the Browns the second best story right now in the NFL after the Patriots? I think they probably are. <laughs> yeah, it's scary to say it, but I think you're right. Right? I mean, you could. I know you're a Raiders guy. Like, theoretically, Antonio Brown is a good story, but I don't think the Raiders are going to be that good. So, I mean, if they're sitting around, if you know, if if in the eighth week of the season well, they're two argue, and six or I three and five, argue the point that they are interesting, whether or not the W's are going to come now or a season from now. They are a team where people, when people are arguing about what what would you like to see on Hard Knocks on HBO. There's a few teams out there that have interesting players and storylines. I think the Raiders would have to be in the top five, but you're right. The Cleveland Browns would be right up at the top. Well, because the Browns, I think, are going to be contending for the division title probably throughout the whole year. So the the the. the but we don't know that yet, though. Just because probably. they look just because they look like monsters on paper doesn't mean anything. Probably, but yeah. if they don't then probably everything's going to blow up. Yeah, and then that's great for then radio as well. that's a great well. fodder and discussion, too. What about you, uh, Eddie Garcia? Who would you say, like, okay, we have to draft NFL team on this show. What do you think about my top three? Is there anybody else you'd even put out there? Uh, n- no, I don't think so. Uh, and as much as a you know, being a Steelers fan, it just sounds weird to even consider that the Cleveland Browns are a team that we need to actually pay attention to considering what an inept organization they've been for so long but the the reality is the reality you know of the quarterbacks that were drafted last year they seem to have the one that could be halfway decent obviously adding Odell Beckham and you know the changes they've had in their organization the new head coach I mean they have to be right there the Cleveland Browns it's weird though Dub, any other teams in my top? So I said, again, this is a fun topic, but I think it kind of illustrates the overall interest level of the NFL. If this show had to draft any number of teams and we got a pick and we could only talk about that team for the entirety of 2019, then which ones would we go with? My top three in order, Patriots, Browns, Steelers. You disagree with any of those? I don't disagree. I actually think Brown should be number one. Yeah, you could make but, an argument for Brown's number one. And then I wrote down an, uh, an additional team. That would be the Packers with uh, Aaron Rodgers, the season they had last year, and then bringing in Matt LaFleur, who didn't really exactly you know set the world on fire with the Titans offense this past season. So I think that would be a fourth team you could maybe throw in there. What about you, Roberto? Yeah, Browns, Patriots, and I would probably replace the Steelers with – Whoever, whoever's the team that drafts Kylo Murray, because to see what happens with him. Uh, it's not bad. I mean, to see the drama associated with that. Yeah. And, and I think that that also then ties in. What would be the worst team to have to talk about? If you could only, like, if we were doing this 1 to 32, what is the least interesting NFL team that we could have to talk about? If we if we're if we go one two and three roughly in this order, you know, like yeah. I think there's a general consensus that it would be Patriots, it would be Browns, it would be Steelers. You can make an argument for Raiders. You can make an argument for. I don't think Roberto's argument is a bad one. Whoever drafts Kyler Murray because his rookie season will be freighted, assuming he's starting with a lot of storylines and a lot of promise and potential and pratfall. And by the way, I would put the Ravens in the mix there as well. Uh, as a team that would be fun to follow, based on what happened last year with the with the uh, with the Lamar Jackson experiment, and I do think that there could be some chaos there. I would actually put the Jets in the list as an interesting team, given Sam Darnold, uh, the Le'Veon Bell edition. Uh, I would put the Giants because I think the continued uncertainty of Eli Manning. Um, but I, you know, like there's some good drama there to follow, and in, in, in terms of what's going to happen, I think the Packers suggestion was not bad from uh, from one of you guys. Who would be the worst? And mm. first of all, the NFL does a good job creating storylines for all 32 teams. But who would be the worst to follow? If the uh if the Cardinals don't draft Kyler Murray, they would be way up there, but at least you've got Cliff Kingsbury as a new uh new coach and also if by chance they brought back Josh Rosen and he was still their starter, can you imagine how awkward that would be after all this? 
Oh, that would be So great. that would actually, I think, be a somewhat interesting story to follow. We didn't even mention the Cowboys, by the way, which is obviously a team that usually there's drama freighted with like crazy. I just don't know. It seems like Dak's getting his extension. It doesn't seem for once like there's that much drama kind of surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. I, I Maybe the Dolphins? For the least amount of sizzle? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say Patrick, if they draft a yeah. young quarterback, you could have the quarterback battle. I would say the Bengals. I would argue between the Bengals oh, okay. and, the, and the Dolphins because I have a friend who is a diehard Bengals fan. And when I talked football with him a couple of weeks ago, he told me, ah, I don't even want to talk about the Bengals. <laughs> if he doesn't even want to talk Bengals, <laughs> then you, you know radio shows aren't going to talk much. The, ba- Bengals. the Bengals are, are, are a great team that would be like, it would be hard to find very much drama there. I mean, their coach now that Marvin Lewis has gone. On. There isn't that much known about him. Andy Dalton is coming off of an injury. AJ yeah. Green, what's going to like? I, I can see that there's not a, a lot of great storylines surrounding the Bengals, so I can see that the Dolphins just seem to me to be now. Maybe if they go draft a young quarterback, and then you end up with Fitzpatrick going up against the uh, uh, against whoever's going to be there. And the Dolphins are at least an eight and eight caliber team so far, and got a new coach as well, kind of like the Bengals. Um, I would say the uh, – now, there's drama surrounding Jameis, but I would say the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a team that would also be pretty awful to have to talk about every day. And what about the Buffalo Bills? Sorry, Buffalo. No, Buffalo, e- yeah. The even Bill- though they made lots of great offseason moves, has anyone even noticed any of them? It would be, it would be funny. Can you imagine if we had – this is actually a really fun topic of uh, – we should save this for the summer one day, but if every radio show – had to have a draft, like how important, and you got randomly assigned a uh, a number every year, and that had to be like 80% of our topic in NFL had to be rooted in whatever that one team was. Can you imagine how awful that would be if you drew like the Bills, you know, and you're like sitting there like, who am I going to go with, the Bills, the Bengals, or the Dolphins to talk about for 80% of the time? That would be an awful, that'd be an awful wake up on uh, on Tuesday when you're like, man, we can't even talk about the game that took place because at least when I used to do this, right? So when you do local radio, you are held hostage by whatever your local NFL team is because people care so much about the local NFL team. But if the local NFL team sucks, at least it's not that bad on Monday because you can talk about the game, right? Everybody watch the game. Even if your team sucks, you can be like, I can't believe they made that decision. Man, that guy had an awful game. That guy had a good game. Like, but when you get into Wednesday and Thursday and Tuesday and you're like, there aren't a lot of storylines here, but everybody still wants to talk about it. I remember doing local radio when the, the draft is the worst. The draft because you can only say so much about who you're going to draft. And really, you exhaust it in one show. All right, the, you know, X team, and, and I did Nashville radio, so be like, the Titans have the number eight pick. And people can talk about what to do with a number eight pick. There's about three hours of total conversation you can have about the number eight pick. And we would do like 600 hours on the number eight pick, <laughs> right? And people call it, well, have you thought about they could take this guy? And then somebody's like, well, what if they take this guy? Well, what if they take, and you're like, oh my God, you just want to like hit your head on the, because most people listen to radio for eight to 12 minutes a day. But when you're doing it for three hours and it's like, the entire month of April is who's going to get drafted at the number eight pick, and you do 600 hours on who's going to be the number eight pick, and people can't get enough of it. As a host, you just want to like ram your head into the <laughs> into the t- desk over and over again. How many years did you do that? Local radio, I don't yeah. remember. Like, I mean, it, and local radio is fun, um, and it's a great gig if you're on a good station and uh, and you have like a good crew to work with. So I really liked my job, but. Yeah, I mean, like, every April, I would be like, oh, my God, like, who should be drafted is the worst sports talk radio topic imaginable. But at least, like, if we do NFL draft now on national radio level, we can talk about a bunch of different teams and a bunch of different storylines. But if you do local radio, you primarily talk about what your team is going to do and uh, in your particular area. Should we trade down and get more picks? (laughs) <laughs> well, that's the, that would be the fun question because then yeah. you could end up like you're making fun of the Bills, but what if, what if Josh Allen just came out and he was unbelievable in year two? 
then that turns into a really good story. Yeah, oh, and I could see it happening. That's why why the NFL is the best sport. And that's why I was laughing about the Bills, because if you look at what Buffalo has done this offseason, they've been one of the better teams in free agency. That is why the NFL is the best sport in America, because they sell hope better than anybody else does. If you are a fan right now of an NBA team, like the Suns and the uh, who the Suns play last night? I bet on this game. I won it. The Suns play was it the was it the Bulls? Somebody off. I don't know. This is more proof that the NBA season is way too long. Yeah, I think the Suns played the Bulls or somebody like that. They're both awful, and they're both hoping to tank for Zion, right? So whatever happened in that performance, if you are a fan of either of those teams or any of the bad teams right now, your hope is we could win the draft lottery and draft Zion. But even if that happened, you still aren't going to be next year in a perspective probably unless somebody comes flying up and gets a major steal and ends up with the number one overall pick probably not going to be in a perspective to remotely contend to win a playoff series right Suns beat the Cavs all right yeah sorry the Cavs uh I knew it was somebody awful so if you're a Suns or you're a Cavs fan you would love to get Zion but even if you get Zion your team is not going to be better overnight and you're not going to be suddenly contending for an NBA championship couple of right moves and a couple of breaks go your way and every team in the NFL can be in the playoffs and you can legitimately think, hey, we could have a run to go to the Super Bowl. And the Browns are a perfect example of that. At this time last offseason, they were sitting at 1-31 and and we were talking about who they would take number one overall at quarterback. A year after that, they got Odell Beckham Jr. showing up for a press conference. They've got Jarvis Landry. They got Baker Mayfield. They've got Nick Chubb. They've got Kareem Hunt. They've got Njuku. They got one of the most talented offenses, if not the most talented offense in all of football. And we're talking about whether they should be favored in the AFC North. Doesn't happen in any other pro sport. Doesn't happen anywhere else that you can, on one year, go from our franchise is the worst in the history of football which is a legitimate thing you could have said about the Cleveland Browns sitting at 1-31, and to I can't wait to go buy my Browns Super Bowl future ticket in Vegas or in one of my local gambling jurisdictions because I'm so optimistic that the Browns are going to make a Super Bowl run. No other sport like it. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free with every cbd product claiming to do something different it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you lazarus naturals pioneered the farm to front door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality potency and consistency scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality visit lazarusnaturals.com today lazarus naturals it's not about being the best in the world it's about doing what's best for the world not available in idaho iowa or south dakota